the Obama administration has promoted initiatives to get federal agencies to adopt technologies such as cloud computing and mobile devices to drive efficiencies in government. But to succeed, these initiatives need to assure the security of government information systems, networks, and data. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of Information Security Media Group and GovInfo Security. And to discuss these initiatives, I'm pleased to be joined by Federal Chief Information Officer Stephen Van Roekel. Thanks, Steve. How you doing? Hi, Eric. Thanks. Good. It's been nearly three years since your predecessor, Vivek Kundra, announced the creation of FedRAMP, the Federal Risk and Authorization Management Program, an initiative aimed at vetting the security standards of cloud providers federal agencies can retain. The government in the past couple of weeks has just certified its first provider. It's a complex process. What does this say about the challenge government agencies face in adopting secure cloud computing? Well, I think it says that not only the cloud computing marketplace is ever-evolving, the security posture is ever-evolving. It's one of the challenges and opportunities we have in the space. FedRAMP, the great process, we've been very heads down on getting it launched, uh, really to start to shape a common understanding and a common platform for secure cloud computing. It starts to introduce concepts like continuous monitoring and other baseline uh, controls that are essential, we feel, to the secure adoption of cloud. And it's a way that I think was going to really catalyze a, a new phenomenon around computing in the federal government. In rolling this out, were there certain kinds of security challenges that came up that were unexpected? I wouldn't say unexpected. I, I think the marketplace was still in the midst and is still in the midst of evolving in the in the concept of, of cloud computing. The notion of cloud computing is still a very loose one across many spaces, and we're landing on definitions. The, the challenges we face was really getting out and educating people that you know federal government requirements are both unique and, and I think special in, in the way we approach security and cloud computing, and getting the marketplace to, one, understand that, and two, work with us on getting their capabilities up uh, to speed was was part of the work we had to do. And I'm, I'm encouraged by, you know, not only the first entrant into the FedRAMP family, but I think there's many more coming behind. How will we know that FedRAMP works? I think you'll, you'll know that FedRAMP works once we start seeing federal agencies acquiring cloud computing resources through the FedRAMP vehicle, and we start to see products and services start to come online in the next few years that utilize some of the continuous monitoring technology and some of the other security technology. You'll see a, I think it, we're going to sort of create a marketplace phenomenon for innovation in the space. The other thing we're, we're watching closely is, is that you get kind of the dual asset here of not only consistency in the ability to utilize cloud computing, but also the cost savings associated with it. Spending at the federal agencies should be much more manageable in the cloud space, and we'll start to really utilize the advantages here. You know, part of the challenge you always have is the promise of cloud computing, especially for the private sector, is one where you get these massive economies of scale. Well, if you overlay that with varying security requirements and different security requirements from different agencies, that starts to break down. And what FedRAMP does is it brings more consistent and brings predictability to the marketplace on what security can be delivered. And by such, the private sector providers that are building these cloud solutions can build these capabilities at scale, and, and we can start to see the cost benefits to go right along with the security benefits. And we talk about this a year from now. Will we see a lot of movement toward the cloud? We're seeing a lot of movement towards the cloud now, and we're going to continue to do this FedRAMP, and the capabilities we're building there is going to have a catalyzing effect on uh, adoption of cloud computing. We needed that market predictability and uh, consistency. 
A year ago, you outlined an initiative known as the Federal Mobile Strategy, in which you said the government should seize the mobile revolution. Among the goals of the strategy outlined in a presidential executive order was ensuring the safe and secure delivery and use of digital services to protect information and privacy. Some agencies in developing their policies find it difficult to integrate mobility into their IT systems because of security concerns, especially with BYOD, bring your own device. What's your assessment of the mobile strategy, the security challenges it presents, and how the government can overcome those security concerns? concerns to maximize adoption of mobile technologies. The mobile strategy was actually part of a broader strategy that's focused on information generally and machine readability of information and other things where we're taking a very hard look at security and privacy as it relates to opening up data generically in government and and looking at uh, adoption of mobile technologies both for delivery of services to citizens and for uh, use inside the walls of government for employee productivity. We're actively in the middle of delivering and milestones against this. What I'm what I'm most encouraged by is the, is the enthusiasm we have inside government to, to collaborate on this front. I think everyone knows that, you know, even five years ago when you were sitting around the table in, in government, there weren't the number of smartphones and other things that people were using in their home life that are now coming into the workplace. And that inflection point we found ourselves in is really driving a, a level of engagement inside the federal space to get people really thinking about how do we really craft BYOD that can keep pace with technology? How do we think about security in a world of a multi-device type scenarios at agencies that are going to get us best cost and highest capabilities. And I think we'll get there. I think we're very much taking in a, an approach that we're going to learn and move forward as we learn more and, and think through this stuff. The private sector is also struggling with this. If you look at private sector companies, they're thinking about bring your own device and how does that affect their security guidelines as well. So I think we could, we could really come together as both an industry and a government to, to think about the future here. As we look at new technologies, or relatively new technologies, such as the cloud or mobile and other things that come along, is it just a matter of when we'll figure out how to securely use them? You know, security has to be at the at the forefront of thinking around these technologies. Just using technology for technology's sake is never a, a good tactic. And instead, you know, the job of a of a CIO, the job of a technologist and, and leadership inside government is is you know waking up every day and making a decision about risk uh, based on a spectrum. You know, I always used to like anecd- I I love to use an, the anecdote in speeches where I talk about the the securest data center is the one that's unplugged from the network but that's not going to give you the services you need. And so you have to decide, you know, where is good, where is good enough, where is capabilities, what, what is too far, and where do I decide on that spectrum of risk, where I actually deploy a technology, where do I use things. And so us getting smarter about defining that spectrum and then deciding where we can go and no-go based on the, the type of information we're protecting, the type of scenarios that are maybe involved um, have to be decided across this. And then couple that with the, the other two forces kind of acting in this space. One is the fiscal pressure that we've got to be ever vigilant about, you know, protecting shareholder, uh, uh, taxpayer dollars and, and uh, making sure that we are great stewards of that, as well as citizen expectations. You know, citizens are expecting more and more of their government every single day and, and uh, the capabilities and, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, technologies we bring to bear um, have a great impact on that. And so we want to think about how are we providing the best experience for citizens with their tax dollars paid. Congress is set to address sequestration, $1.2 trillion across the board budget cut. How can the administration assure that steps are being taken to provide sufficient funds to provide adequate cybersecurity for the government? 
like the risk-based decision I just mentioned, sequestration is, is very similar in that we're encouraging you know, CIOs and leadership and inside agencies to really look across the spectrum of their spend and understand, you know, how am I meeting the mission of my agency or my department and what impact would a budget cut or um, cross the board cut have on that and, and take a look at where I end up on that spectrum. When you make that mission decision and regardless of what happens inside Congress, we should do this diligence every single day. Now, that being said, Cybersecurity is a top priority, and I think when people are making the stack rank of the of the priorities to meet the mission that the agency in the most safe, secure, and and uh, protecting citizen privacy way, we'll make the right trade-offs. I think to to ensure that that is happening and, and things are are going in line. Technology is an interesting one in that, in many cases, technology is in it almost everything we do in government, and so you can't just take it as one category and say, I'm going to, I'm going to cut back on that. In the same way, cybersecurity is in everything we do in government, and so um, uh, and so we can't just say, oh, but we're just going to cut back on our capabilities around cyber. We, we have to think about what programs actually maybe get cut back, and then what's the impact on any stance we may have in the realm of cybersecurity. So not necessarily throw money at it, but to spend money more smartly. That's right. Thanks, Steve. Thank you, Eric. I've been speaking with Federal Chief Information Officer Stephen Van Rokel for Information Security Media Group and GovInfo Security. I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening.